I, I guess what makes me so emotional is where is our safe space? Where's our safe space? We, we don't have a safe space in the world. And let's be honest, we're not going to have one in the world for a very long time. And that's not me being pessimistic. That's me being real. Welcome to Black Girl Voices, a podcast created to cultivate change through conversation, community, and education while centering, uplifting, and amplifying the voices of Black women, girls, and femmes. Here we will talk about everything from trending topics to Black history to our own personal experiences as Black women. It's like a coffee chat with your best girlfriends. We will laugh, cry, keep it real, and most importantly, get uncomfortable. We're your hosts, Siobhan Montgomery-Haynes and Caroline J. Sumlin. Come on in, girl. We have a lot to talk about. Welcome back to Black Girl Voices. My name is Caroline J. Sumlin. I'm a writer, speaker, online educator, activist, storyteller, all the things. And I'm joined by... Siobhan Montgomery Haynes. I am a content creator and an online educator. And today we're going to chat with you guys about Instagram and their racist algorithm. Yeah, girl. How how are you feeling about it? Let's first of all, let's let's talk about what's going on. Tell us what's what's happening on Instagram. Right? Well, first of all, we're two content creators. And the, the majority of our work that we do is on Instagram. And it's wonderful that we have this platform that more than likely when it was originally created back in the day when we were all taking really emo selfies, (laughs) we never knew, we never expected for it to be what it is today. Right. Instagram has turned into an amazing platform where we can essentially bring multimedia, really what it is, is it's short form, short form journalism online education, etc. And it's created amazing opportunities for all different kinds of content creators to do some really good work in this world. For sure. However, however, (laughs) just like the rest of this world, Instagram is racist. So what's going on right now is that Instagram has pushed out yet another new update. Usually when Instagram pushes out new updates for their algorithm, they are the, the point for them is to center a new feature, center a type of content that they want for people to s- focus on. Exactly. So when, when stories was popular, new algorithm, if you're not doing stories, you're not going to get anywhere. Reels came out, same thing, which is super frustrating as content creators in general. But this is right. different. This time, they, po- they have pushed out silently meaning they did not announce anything. They pushed out a setting that that limits the sensitivity of different content and their reach. Now, when you first hear this, you might say, okay, what's what's wrong with that? We need to limit sensitive content, you know, depending on what, what kind of sensitivity you may be thinking about. However, first of all, the type of sensitivity that's being limited is very much directly targeting by POC creators, especially by POC creators that create content about social slash racial injustice. Right. Um, And education. And education. Exactly. Um, Because much of our content is reported 
often, often taken down, reported for hate speech, etc. So because so many people are up in arms about the kinds of content that we, cre- that, that we create and claim that it is, quote unquote, harmful or violent, now Instagram rolls out this setting that defaults somebody essentially not having, not being able to see, or should I say, it, they're, the default setting automatically limits sensitive see content. It. Right, exactly. Right. You have to go into your settings to say, I actually want to see all content. But here's my thing. Here's my problem here is, okay, we're limiting the content that these people are seeing because they find it sensitive for whatever reason. They don't want to see it. It's, you know, it's, it's not the content that they're interested in. However, we as um, by POC educators often receive death threats. We often receive hate comments, um, racial slurs. I mean, I cannot tell you how many comments I delete on a daily basis on Black Girl Voices because someone has said something completely out of pocket to take it to the point where it's not a safe space for people to learn anymore. And I report those comments often. But so many times we report, we report, we report, and it's somehow not outside of Instagram's community guidelines. Yep. But then you've gone out of your way above and beyond to create now this new sensitivity feature to censor creators who are essentially educating and trying to create change. So in my mind, you can't tell me that this is not racist, that this is not a, what I would call a sneak attack on, on by POC creators. It's absolutely a sneak attack. And and like you said um, earlier, no one even knew this was happening. We just went to our our controls, and it was automatically unlimited. I had to set mine to allow. I don't I don't know about you, but I had yep. to set mine to allow. It was already on limited content. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. The, I'm right there with you. I receive a lot of hateful comments that, at one point, I mean, still still do. Right, had me very very afraid. I I really had to take a step back and say, oh my goodness, is this even worth it? What if someone is out there wanting to come for me and my family? This is real. It is. Real safety being threatened. No matter where we, as people of color, go in this country, in this world even, we are not safe. We are not protected. We are not regarded at all. Right. People can get away with whatever they want to get away with for the for the protection and the comfort of themselves. Exactly. I mean, what we what anything about us and the fact that it's happening online is infuriating. And and I guess what makes me so I guess emotional or we're not getting an emotional in this episode, but I mean, we listen, (laughs) we have to keep it. We're here to keep it real. Pull out the Kleenex, folks. But I'm, I'm with you. I've, I've been very emotional today, and I think there's a lot to do with it. I, I guess what makes me so emotional is where is our safe space? Where's our safe space? We, we don't have a safe space in the world. And let's be honest, we're not going to have one in the world for a very long time. And that's not me being pessimistic. That's me being real. Yep. Um, we don't have a safe space in the world. I mean... <sighs> People go to social media to create some kind of safe space um, 
especially creators, we're not just creating it for ourselves, we're creating it for other people. And we, we can't even have that. So where is our safe space? That's what I, that's what I want the answers to. That's what, that's what keeps me up at night. Where's our safe space? How much is enough? How much is too much? I mean, if you, if you look at the history of this country, I think that history will lend the answer to that question because I mean, right now I'm thinking about, in fact, before we got on here, this post um, oh, what is that account called? Black Coffee with White Friends posted. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because the day we're recording this is the day that my post about critical race theory and Marxism came out, which is another post that had this been prior to Monday would have gotten way more reach. Right. Which is the point to create the change and to spark the conversation, et cetera, et cetera. But regardless. Um, Black Coffee with White Friends created a post about racism in the church. This is not this this episode, of course, but bear with me. And in between their text slides, they had pictures. So so when you there was the text slide with the information, and then you slide over in the carousel, and the next photo was white people standing outside of a church saying we don't want colored people here with signs, no colored people here. Next slide over KKK members in front of Jesus saves. I mean, history repeats itself. January 6th insurrection, Jesus saves Confederate Mm -hmm. flags. No, I mean, granted they've gone they They have since arrested people, but for the most part, no real accountability there especially with the president who incited said inter- insurrection. Right. That wasn't far enough. Something on Instagram is going to be considered minuscule. They don't care about the change that we want to make. Right. They care about the dollars in their pockets. The dollars in their pockets. And, I mean, can, can, can any one of us think of A person of color right now. Girl, you could have told me to have tissues ready. (laughs) (laughs) Who is in the top 1% of wealth in this nation. That, Mm. I mean, if you think about, even though we all are literally relying on these platforms, I mean, for those of us that are content creators, this is how we are creating work. This is how we are building a career. This has become the new business card, the new, as I say, my writing portfolio. Right. As a, as a, as someone who is aspiring to be a, a, call myself, I'm aspiring to be a professional writer. Speak. Whether that's, thank you, girl. (laughs) Whether that's self-employed professional writer or freelancer, whatever, professional writer who writes content and is paid for said content. That is my writing portfolio that is how I will in, in my speaking portfolio that is how people see what I do and send me dms and book me for speaking engagements ask me to write content for them absolutely want to want to want to you know whatever whatever that could be for anybody this is our work that we do of course we care about like anybody 
just like a doctor who says, I care about saving people's lives. I'm going to go become a doctor and gets paid every single day to be a doctor. Right. We shouldn't have to do our work for free either. And we shouldn't be censored and suppressed in silence like we've been this for 400 years. But that's what we're doing. And they don't care about that. They care about putting the dollars in their own pockets, keeping the very, very small, marginal, top 1% of rich, wealthy white men in this country and the people mm-hmm. and the content that are getting um, pushed up. If I can't think of the word that I want to say, but <laughs> amplified, no. I guess. For amplified, yeah. Words, yes, thank you. Are going to be the beautiful, I shouldn't say beautiful because beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but the blonde, white, female or male, who knows. Right. Well, that is there to make money for the platform. And that's all right. And that's um, that right there is 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 another point I was going to touch on because I know as we're sitting here and we're talking as two um, two educators who make content for anti racism, I I think that it's important to note that this doesn't just affect anti racism educators. This is yes. affecting um, by POC creators in general. You yes. know, people who are in the influencing space in general, the mommy influencing space, the the fashion influencing space. By POC creators in general have been um, they're they're kind of been suppressed by Instagram's algorithm, and um, that affects people's ability to make money, as you said, to um, to get opportunities, but also to be able to feed their families. A lot of us have made this somewhat of our full-time job, just like, you know, freelancing. And um, we're not, if we're not seen, if our engagement isn't what it needs to be because um, Instagram has suppressed our content, then how are we going to get jobs? How are brands going to look at our engagement when it's at an all-time low and say, I want to hire them? And we're already fighting against white creators who are 10 times likely to do better than us anyway in this space. Yeah, I think we need to even stop there, not stop, but like park there and talk about why even before this update by POC creators have always been suppressed, less likely to have success on a platform like Instagram. Right. Because a lot of people don't understand, well, why would somebody who's a mommy influencer who's black or a fashion influencer, beauty, whatever, have less success or less reach or have a harder time or growing their account, less, growing their account, get paid less, et cetera, et cetera, than white creators who are in the same uh, field of content creation. And that's where I challenge white people, especially to look at their biases. When you're look at your following and your following will tell you a lot about your biases. I mean, I know a lot of us, we have interest in certain aesthetics and, and, and that's great, but there's, there's plenty of biop by OP. Listen, I'm tongue tied. There's plenty of by BIPOC creators who are um, who fit the aesthetic that people are interested in. So if your following list looks all white, why is that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's and it's frustrating because honestly, I mean, my following is far from all white. Mm -hmm. But when I tap on that explore page, 
all I see is white. It doesn't matter. Yes. It yes. doesn't matter. It's, right. it's a white, it's, this is the infuriating part. This is the part that makes me so angry because it's just like, why do we even have to be here in the first place? Like, right. Why are we talking is, about this? Why do we, you know? This, I mean, granted, think, thanks for giving us a job. Uh, <laughs> racism, I appreciate it now that we have right. something to fight for. No, but I, I mean, of course, I think you and I, if this was not a thing, you and I would much rather be doing something else with oh, our work. Oh, for sure. Because we could because be gossiping. <laughs> right. Chatting it up. <laughs> a lot of things we could be doing. And, and it's, of course, you know, someone might listen to this and say, well, then go do that. No one said you have to talk about racism or whatever, but somebody has to. Somebody has to. Somebody has to. And and this is our life. It doesn't matter whether we talk about it or not. This is our lives. And this it's easy for lives. people. It's easy for people to say that, especially people who aren't parents. But until you are a parent and you experience that fierce love that you have for your children, add that layer of being a black parent and knowing what your children are going to experience. And there is a more fierce passion there than I can ever explain. I mean, I just want to cry just talking about it. There is a fierce passion that I cannot explain that makes me want to fight to make to leave the world in somewhat of a better place than when my child came. Because I know that when I'm gone, I can no longer protect him from the ugliness. I mean, I know I can't do it now. But I know that when I'm gone, I cannot protect him from the ugly of the world. And I mean, you have two black daughters and I have two black sons. So they're going to experience racism on two different levels, but they're going to experience it just the same. You know what I mean? And so, like I said, if, if you don't, if you're not raising black children, you'll never understand why we fight the way we fight. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I um, told a story on my Instagram stories um, a couple weeks ago when I took my daughter to her first, well, my daughters to um, their first birthday party, but primarily I would say because of the age of the child whose birthday it was, it was mainly for my oldest, my oldest daughter, but they both go to the same like little Montessori school and they're the only black children there. Um, and so when I, this is what, what happened to us in real life is what happens on Instagram when it, when it, when we're talking about um, the racism that occurs just regardless of new policy updates that are just going to systemize that racism even more. Right. But what happened to us or what happened to her, what happened to them was that number one, of course, like we arrive, we're the only black folks there. That in and of itself, it's 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 something that we as black people are unfortunately used to having to navigate. Hyper right? aware of. We're hyper aware of it. We know when we're the only ones. We know what we have to essentially we, we can't relax. We can't be comfortable. We have to be on this. I don't even know. We have to almost put on a show. If code switch. Yeah, code it's, switch. It's a code switch and then it's right. et cetera that we have to do because we are the only black people in that space. We know we, we can tell that, that people want, white people might want to be like, Oh, we didn't notice. Yes, you did. Stop. So (laughs) like, just, just, just making me more uncomfortable telling me you didn't notice. Right. Exactly. Like, come on now. Um, So of course we're the only ones there, but what happens is the children, um, the girl whose birthday party, it wasn't all the girls that go to her school, which I was informed by their teacher who also came to the party, but came later that they're all friends and they all play really well. So I'm expecting these girls to just run up and embrace my daughter right. and go off and play and, and go into the little like splashy pad pool thingy and be together. And these children, every single time my daughter approached them, they giggled and ran away from her oh every God. single time. And what age uh, is this? 
five. Sorry. <laughs> Why? No, I mean, no, I, it starts at home. I, I cannot listen. I, if you're listening to this with headphones right now and we're loud, good. Cause I want you to hear this. It starts at home. It yes, starts at it home. It does because their parents, their mothers were standing there doing the same thing. Doing it to me, <laughs> not speaking to me, and watching it happen in front. Like, they were right there. Right. To the point where my daughter walked up to two girls several times. By the third time she walked up to them, she tried to wait. Right. They looked at her and walked away. You are five years old. What business do you have? treating a child like that. And granted, I know there's plenty of white folks, plenty of white parents that will say, well, the same thing has happened to my child. It's not a race thing. It wasn't when it happened to your child, but when it happened to mine, it was. Believe me, I was once that child. I grew up in an all-white area. I was excluded because I was the only black child. Children know differences. They can see them for themselves. So unless they are actively taught how to handle those differences, unless you are intentionally making sure that your lifestyle is anti-racist, that you are seeking out diversity, that you are making sure that your children are not only aware, but are actively walking up to every single human being and say, I want to make sure you're playing. Yes, at five years old. Yes, absolutely. You are are perpetuating the problem. The same thing happens on Instagram. Why? Because I, I, before I even entered into this anti-racism space, was trying to make it in the motherhood space. Oh my God, that's rough. And I wasn't necessarily a motherhood influencer. I was actually a coach. Like I've never, I've done influencing on the side because I've had brands reach out to me and work with, and it's, and I, I mean, I, I love it. I have some brands that I work with now and it's great, but it's not my main thing. Right. Um, my main thing has always been more educational things of that nature, something that's essentially my own and in, in an area of expertise. So with my motherhood stuff, I was coaching whatever, but like I was not growing at all and watching other accounts just post a picture of their coffee and just skyrocket. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, like, unfortunately our society has trained our eyes to believe that white is beautiful and pleasing and comfortable and black. Absolutely. Absolutely. Black people get less exposure Mm -hmm. than white people do because automatically we have been trained that black is not beautiful, that black is not worthy, that black is not acceptable. You have to go out and seek and train yourself, retrain, reverse the training that you've had and retrain yourself that black is just as beautiful Absolutely. as white. And if you're right. not doing that, then you are, whether you know it or not, inadvertently making it that much harder for black people to make it in any industry. It doesn't matter what industry. Right. In, in uh, modeling, in teaching, whatever, it does not matter. It's much more difficult for us to make it in any industry we step into. Don't use the excuse that people that are black have made it before. It doesn't matter. Count them. Count them. You can count right. them. Man. Exactly. And then people need to realize, like, we're, we're still saying the first black this and that. Why? <laughs> Why? We're in, we're in 2021 and we still have the first black this and the first black how? How? It, it, it doesn't make any sense. And that's why, you know, today in my personal post, I had talked about challenging white women to give up their seat at the table. 
if we want to talk about allyship, let's talk about what sometimes allyship looks like sacrificing. And in the, in particularly when we're talking about Instagram and the influencing space or the content creator space, sometimes it looks like turning down opportunities and challenging the brands and the companies that have reached out to you to in turn work with a by POC creator instead. But yeah. people don't want to do the hard no, things. They won't do that. They don't want to do the hard things. They don't want to do that. They don't, they don't want to sacrifice. I mean, people in general are, are, are selfish. I mean, all humans are selfish individuals. Right. It takes active work to be not selfish. Um, the, but yeah, I mean, out, they, there's, there's very few real allies out there, out there. And, and, and it's, and if you are not actively giving up there and, and I, I, let's break this down for a second. Cause giving up your seat at the table doesn't mean that you never have a seat at a table. Absolutely. You, you go have a seat. You're what? Your seat, seat is always there. Always there. You probably own the table. Let's be right. honest. Let's be real. <laughs> you own the table. So what does it take for you to give up a couple, couple of those seats? Exactly. It's nothing, nothing. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't take anything. Oh girl. It's a, it's, it's a lot. We could, we could literally go on and on about this. Mm-hmm. I am in Instagram has fired me up for Instagram fires me up on a weekly basis, but this, this new rollout has fired me up for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I was, I, I am this close to reaching 10 K and I have been growing my account for five years just to give you some contact. You guys hear that girl? Then you better shout out your account. What's the account? What's the account? <laughs> Y'all go follow Carol. I mean, <laughs> you all should know that our, our information is always going to be in the show notes. So we will it always is. have our Instagram where you can come and connect with us on there. Um, our Patreon is in the show notes. Please support the work that we're doing here right. at Black Girl Voices. I mean, we are here to amplify the voices of Black women and girls. We are here to educate um, from a perspective of, of, of Black women, from yeah. Black women, etc. And our, while we are new, this is a new um, platform for us. This is something that we strongly, strongly believe in. We are not just here to have conversations just for the sake of having conversations. We are here to, to create real change. And Black women are you know, the most disrespected, disregarded human being on the face of this earth. And so that's why we are here to amplify ourselves, because if we don't amplify ourselves, then nobody will. So yes, we are, we are here. We, we, you you are going to hear us plug our, plug our, our, our um, platforms and things of that nature, because this is our job. This, these episodes take time to create for you all the content that we create on Black Girl Voices and on our personal pages takes, it takes research, it takes thought, we are, we are writers, we are creators, we, and um, we're doing this for free, guys, I have to mention that too, we're we're literally doing this for free, aside from, you know, if we happen to get any opportunities because of it, um, we're doing this literally just because we want to, we want to create change. We want to have these conversations. We want to make you guys uncomfortable. So this, this isn't like something that we do when we get paid for, we are literally doing this out of the kindness of our hearts. I mean, of course we, we hope to get paid for it and we are, we are creating (laughs) avenues to get paid for it, et cetera. And the reason for that is number one, look at it this way. I always say like, I had to shift my mind around, around um, social media content creation because it's just believed that if the platform is free, then right. it, we made our choice to just go ahead and do free work. Not necessarily. Um, internships have been a controversial like thing about whether or not interns should get paid or not. 
Interns mm-hmm. should be should one hundred percent be paid. Experience is not pay. Experience right. does not pay the bills. Even college students that are interning because they want to, for example, all the internships I had at all those news stations and all that work I did, I should have been paid for that. I'm right. a college student who had to not had to not ha, excuse me had to have another job on top of my internships just to pay my bills and to feed myself and to continue going to classes. Internships should be paid. So just because something is like like we our society has deemed something should be free does not mean right. it should. So we they, now when it comes to Instagram, we are not interns. We are professionals in what we are doing. We just happen to use a free platform. We happen to be self-employed. If this wasn't social media, if we weren't in the age and era of social media, then we would be doing it via via the, the blog sphere that, that was a thing, you know, 10 right. years ago. Or we would be, um, you know, trying to make it as freelance writers or, or whatever. Thankfully, we do have this platform. So, like, yes, while we're frustrated with it, we are also very thankful for it, that it allows us to do the work that we're doing. But it is still like our 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 time, our effort, our expertise. Definitely, as soon as we're paid for that and and we're able to grow this into the career that that we desire to grow it into, not only will be able to, of course, bless our own families and be that much closer to to making generational change as Black people with our Black families and in the Black community, but then we're also able to expand even more. We're able to expand our reach. We're able to make more change, change more lives, change communities, et cetera, et cetera. So money right. is something that we have to not be afraid to talk about and not be afraid to ask about. So yeah, every single episode, we're going to plug it. We're going to say, hey, support us on Patreon. Support that work that we're doing. Come follow us. Donate to our to our content. Support us and show us that you want this work, that you see us, that you are cheering us on. And of, of course, not only that, your support helps us to grow. And that's where the change happens. The change cannot happen if we stay in one little tiny circle and we never grow. That's not change. The change is going to come with that growth. Outside of the circle. Yep. Well, I don't need to say anything else. She (laughs) handled all of that for me. But I do want to thank you guys for tuning in. We enjoyed this conversation. We hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation. Um, And I mean, like you said, if you support us, we have a Patreon. Um, Come follow us on our accounts, on our personal accounts and on Black Girl Voices. And uh, we will talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Black Girl Voices podcast. If you loved today's episode, we would love it for you to leave us a five-star review. If you would like to support our work, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash blackgirlvoices or head to our show notes for the link. Lastly, we would love to hear from you. Come follow us on Instagram at blackgirlvoices and say hello. Remember, you are heard, you are seen, and you are loved. Your voice matters. You matter. See you next time.